Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Norby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Robert Hoagland and Annie Suzo. In 2013, Robert Hoagland was working as a chef and property appraiser. He lived with his wife on Glen Road in the Sandy Hook region of Newtown, Connecticut. At 50 years old, he and his wife Lori were looking forward to retirement now that their three sons were grown. Their 24-year-old son Max had a history of drug problems and had been in rehab in early 2013. Robert had been talking about taking Max hiking on the Appalachian Trail in the hopes that it would help with his rehabilitation. In July, Lori went on a two-week trip to Turkey with some friends. She and Robert emailed back and forth while she was gone and everything seemed to be going okay. But a week before she would be returning, two of the family's laptops were stolen. Robert thought Max had taken them to either sell or exchange for drugs. Investigators later learned that Robert had gone to an abandoned industrial building in Bridgeport to confront some men who were associated with Max over the theft. Max had said that these men were responsible for it. From what I found, nothing really came from this confrontation. On the evening of July 27th, Robert and Lori spoke about his plans to pick her up from the airport in two days when she would be returning from her trip to Turkey. The next day, July 28th, Robert bought bagels for breakfast at a local bakery, then stopped at a mobile gas station to get gas. Security cameras saw him paying for his fuel and also a map of the eastern U.S. at 6.45 a.m. He then returned home and had breakfast with Max. He paid some bills and played Scrabble online. Around 10 or 11 a.m., he went out to mow the lawn. Max left to play golf shortly after that. A neighbor saw the two talking on the lawn. On July 29th, Robert was supposed to pick up Lori at the airport at 4 p.m., When he wasn't there, she tried calling the house phone and his cell phone, but there was no answer. She assumed that his cell phone was dead and that he was stuck in traffic. She waited for two hours, but Robert never showed. Lori took a cab to a relative's house and called the wife of Robert's boss, who told her that Robert had not shown up for work that day. When Lori made it home, Robert's car was in the driveway. The lawnmower was put away and the shoes he always wore while mowing were near the mower. Robert's dirty clothes, the ones he wore to the gas station on July 28th, were in the laundry. His cell phone, passport, and blood pressure medication were still in the house. His shoes were still there also. He wore two pairs of loafers, one to mow the lawn and one to do everything else. Around the same time, Max was found at the same abandoned industrial building that Robert had gone to when confronting the men about the stolen laptops. Max claimed he was looking for drugs. Authorities called Lori to see if Max had permission to use her vehicle, and he did not. Max was arrested and charged with trespassing. Police were unable to find a link between the stolen laptops and Robert's disappearance. When police searched Robert's computer, they found that he had repeatedly searched an address in Rhode Island, but that didn't provide any clues to where he may be. Authorities found it difficult to examine his computer because because of a program Robert installed a month before he disappeared, that cleared all of his internet searches. 
A couple weeks after he disappeared, Lori found his wallet and car keys under a doll on a chair in their bedroom. It was discovered that $600 had been withdrawn from a bank account a few days before he vanished. Authorities conducted extensive searches with dogs around the family's home, including searching Lake Zor with sonar equipment. Nothing was found. Because Robert had plans to hike the Appalachian Trail, they thought maybe he decided to go alone, and the National Park Service was notified. There have been numerous sightings of Robert over the years. In the days uh, after he disappeared, there was a sighting of him at the Putnam County Correctional Facility in Carmel Hamlet, New York, about 30 minutes from Sandy Hook. Surveillance saw a man walk into the building and leave two minutes later. The video was from the outside of the building and it wasn't confirmed to be Robert. In September 2013, there were two sightings of a man with a backpack walking in Rhode Island, but police were unable to locate the man to determine his identity. In January 2014, Robert was reportedly seen at a Savers in Brookfield, about 20 minutes from Sandy Hook. There is surveillance footage, but it wasn't clear enough to determine if it was Robert or not. There has been no activity on his credit card or cell phone since he was last seen on July 28th. His wife is certain that Robert wouldn't have left his family and job willingly. The family believes criminal activity is highly likely in the case. Robert Hoagland was 50 years old when he vanished from the Sandy Hook region of Newtown, Connecticut. He would be 57 this year. He is described as Caucasian, six foot tall, and 175 pounds. He is bald with blue eyes. He was last seen wearing a white t-shirt and khaki shorts. His nickname is Hoagie. If you have any information about the disappearance and or whereabouts of Robert Hoagland, please call the Newtown Police Department at 203-426-5841. Do you know what he did for work? So he was a chef, um, and then he worked at a law firm as a property appraiser. Okay. Um, can you, uh, I know that this is a podcast and you can't see visuals, but can you pull up his picture for us? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think that, um, you know, sometimes some of us get that a lot that we look like somebody or we, um, that, um, oh, we get mistaken for somebody. Um, and I'm just, so, uh, so we're looking at a picture of him right now and he had, he's, this picture that we're looking at is a, uh, he has a bald head. He looks fit. He looks like a fit person mm-hmm. with maybe a scruffy, um, a, uh, a little bit of a scruffy beard, um, five o'clock shadow, a big smile, a white teeth, uh, kind of bright blue eyes. Um, you know, you said that he was about, he was six foot. Yep. Wore a white shirt and khaki shorts. That's not real distinct at, at um, least in this day and age it feels like there's a lot of people who um even young men who who shave their head and and um and wear it uh, uh that, that wear it as if they were completely bald and um well in those clothes that he was wearing those were found in the laundry so oh. he was just last seen wearing those clothes yes. Yes. Um, but those were the clothes that he was wearing the but day he that he cut them cut yeah them on. so you who know knows? who knows what he was actually wearing right but he took nothing with him. I mean, if he left on his own, he took nothing. He didn't take his car. He didn't take his shoes. Just six hundred dollars was missing, and that yeah. and that you know, if you were planning on going to the, if you were going to go hiking or something, you you might, you might withdraw cash to have to be able to do some things. It wouldn't be unusual to have cash mm-hmm. to go on a trip. 
and um, um, to do things like that. There's no... It is a little strange that yeah. just a month before that he, he had a program put on his computer that would wipe his um, laptop searches. Right. And he searched this Rhode Island address multiple times. And I'm wondering if because of that program, they couldn't connect any more dots to that. But then there was a sighting, two sightings, of a man that they thought was him in Rhode Island. So I don't, I don't know if there's a connection mm-hmm. to that or not, but... It seems like more than a coincidence. But, um, you know, that's one of the challenges is, is, is did he leave of his own choosing? Yeah. Or was he taken? Right. Well, and, and you think if you left on your own choosing, you'd put your shoes on. You'd put your shoes on. I mean, the bear, I mean, if you already had $600 in cash, you'd at least put your shoes on. Leave the wallet, leave the phone, leave the, you know... Even but, in your ID, I mean, just yeah. your ID, those things, yeah. if you can't, you can't have it get a job without an ID. Yeah, and the family had said he only wore those two shoes, those two pairs of shoes, the ones to mow and the ones to do everything yes. else. And they were, from my understanding, they were the same kind of loafers. Well, an older pair and a newer pair. Yep, just to mow and to do everything else. And they were both there. They were both in the home. Hmm. No, no... They they can't tell if there was a secret lover somewhere or or somebody just wanted to go, huh. Yeah. It seems like at 50, because I'm just a little bit older than 50, and I don't have children, and I don't have a son that's addicted and has issues, but life is getting real good yeah. about this age. Yeah, um, they were talking about retirement. They were, you know, their plans on retirement. All of their kids were in their early twenties, mm-hmm. um, so they, they probably didn't have any grandkids. I mean, right. it was just that that there was there was all of that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And um, but I would say that if you were a chef and a property appraiser, that's a pretty that that's transferable skills that right. can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you chose to, mm-hmm. if you chose to go someplace, the it is a little strange that he would have gone to that property to to address the potential what he thought might have been the thieves or the 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 recipients of two stolen laptops. Yeah, um, I think it was his wife that said, you know, they they were concerned that there was a connection between. Maybe not those two people, but maybe somebody that Robert um, confronted about, you know, sticking up for his children. Basically Mm -hmm. that, you know, he kind of, he may have got himself into trouble by inserting himself into his children's problems or issues or, you know, to intimidate somebody who maybe was picking on his kids or, Mm -hmm. you know, and that. That would be, that would be, that would be something that she could understand that he would do or that he would be, might be something that. She was worried about. It. Yeah. Well, and I think that um, that's certainly possible. However, um, two stolen laptops at you know this was a uh, two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at, at two thousand dollars, let's say, let's say they're a thousand dollars a piece. You don't. It's not worth killing somebody over. No. No. And and. Um, it's also not worth dying over. Right. Uh, they 
they were pretty well situated if she was able to take two week, a two-week trip to Turkey. I mean, $2,000, it, it hurts, but it's not the worst thing. Well, no. And, um, yeah, it just oh, it's strange. It is so strange. And that's it. There's, there's nothing else about him. I couldn't well, find any updates. Um, there's just nothing. Hmm. And just this normal, unassuming person mm-hmm. just literally vanishes. Well, and I think that just from our, our some of our knowledge just from doing these podcasts, that, that the wife would have to have him declared dead before mm-hmm. she could receive any of his um, death benefits. Yeah. And after, you know, seven years, mm-hmm. well, he may or may not be dead, but... Um, He's not living as Robert Hoagland somewhere. Yeah. 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 Well, that would be as... It would leave uh, so many unanswered questions as as a wife. Yeah. Oh, it would just be... Mm-hmm. And there's there's all these little random things that, like, if they could just connect the dots. Some, like, I feel like the, the answers are in his story mm-hmm. in here. Like, the random $600, the random map of the eastern U.S., you know, How do they know it was the Eastern USA? I think that they could see it okay. just from the surveillance. Or where he got it from. Yep. And then the, the searches on the on his computer about Rhode, Rhode Island, Island over and over and over right. again. Right. Like the answer the is Eastern, in here somewhere. The Eastern United States. Rhode Island is in the Eastern United States. Um, that, uh, And a specific address. A specific address. And they said that the, it wasn't. They weren't able to connect that to anything as far as where he was. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, maybe that's not the whole story. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really. Well, know. it but never is the whole no, story. It's, it, not. it's, and you know, there's. Um, so did he? Has he been shipping? I mean, you just you just wonder. And I think that if if I was a wife, I would be. I would be, you know, questioning and second-guessing every mm-hmm. conversation we'd had for the last umpteen years. Right. Um, you know, it, it, did he just leave me and disappear? Did he, is there somebody else? Is there, you know? Right. It just, it, it, it seems like they, they talk about, um, you know, that, that seven-year itch or that, that somebody has, you know, you, 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 um, you get tired of your life and you want to move on to something, you know, different. You just you want a little excitement or, or whatever. Yeah. But um, I also, he had two pairs of shoes. Yeah. He was kind of a, um, he wasn't an extravagant person. Nope. And uh, um, he had an ordinary life. Mm-hmm. I think, actually, I had read, and I didn't include this, but I think that I had read that at one point, him and his wife, him and Lori had actually separated Oh. Um, before this. Okay. And then, you know, as time went on, they realized that, you know, we're getting older, let's retire together, you know, that kind of thing. So, oh. So maybe um, something had come. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not that things were bad, they just weren't. Right. Great. And I, I, I think people can do that. Yeah. Just say, it would be better off for me to be alone. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, he went, he almost, he went to a bad place to confront somebody about 
about potentially stealing their computers or buying computers or or something to do with his son and his son's addiction. Um, but then the idea of him just leaving his children. Right. It's one yeah. thing to to say, you know, I, I, I want to be single. And then it's another to leave your Well, and they had separated, children. but then they came back together right. during this time to right. to say, okay, let's retire together. You right. know, like, let's, right. you know. Right. So it's just, it's very strange. It's just so strange that just literally gone. Yeah. And it's one thing to leave your wife, and it's another thing to leave your children. Right. And Especially and, when your child is going through something. Right. You know. And any, you know, potential grandchildren mm-hmm. and those things. It just seems, it seems strange. Though yeah. I think it could be done. I think it could be done if somebody's kind of made plans for that and... And they're just checked out. And, but, they, but it's a leave no trail. Right. However, I do find it interesting. I always find it interesting, the, the things that were caught on camera. Yeah. That he went to the gas station. Mm-hmm. That he bought a map of the eastern United States. Yeah. That he, you know, the, all the little things that were caught along the way and that he's potentially been seen. But not, not enough to have, um, to be verifiable by his family. Right. So. Right. Just very interesting. Annie Royale Cheney married David E. Souza in 1989. They divorced in 2000. Annie worked at Seas Candies and Meadows Mall in North Las Vegas, with, and she lived with her adult daughter, Bethany Rodriguez. Shortly after her divorce, Annie, who was 50, started to date Michael Mezik, 27. Michael delivered pizza and was known to be a heavy methamphetamine user. Bethany told authorities that Mezik only paid attention to her mother when she got her weekly paycheck. Then he would disappear until the next week, always apologizing for his behavior, but then repeating the same behavior. Bethany asked her mom to keep Messick away from her, their apartment. She didn't like him, and she didn't like how he treated her mother. On April 3, 2001, Bethany found out that Annie had let Messick into their apartment during the early morning hours. They had an argument, and Annie left with Messick around 6 a.m. Annie never reported in for a morning shift, and she was never seen again. At 9.30 a.m. the same day, Messick showed up at Bradley Johns' apartment on East Charleston Boulevard in Las Vegas. Upon entering the apartment, Messick immediately washed his hands and asked if he could borrow $10 for, for gas for his white Geo Metro. He left after just 10 minutes. On April 6th, Annie's family reported her missing. On April 9th, they found her minivan parked on Charleston Boulevard near Antelope Way. The investigators found that vehicle had been recently shampooed. They tested several spots on the interior, but they were inconclusive. Annie's son had ridden in the vehicle just days before and reported that several things were missing from the car. The steering wheel cover, a towel, and several floor mats had been removed from the vehicle. On April 11th, around 10.30 a.m., an unidentified male called investigators and then handed the phone to Messick, who reported that he had dropped off Sousa near Boulder Station and Casino on Boulevard Highway on April 3rd, and that he had not heard from her since. Messick was not cooperative with police after this time. Around 1 p.m. on that same day, Messick went to Johns' apartment. Johns reported to authorities that Messick was emotional and paranoid, which was not unusual for him. At 8 p.m. the same day, on April 11th, the co-workers of Messick's mother, Hiseo Sammy Miller, 51, asked law enforcement to do a wellness check on her because she had missed her shift at the Las Vegas restaurant. They found her body wrapped in plastic in the bathtub. 
The autopsy found that Miller had been beaten and stabbed in the chest before put into the bathtub. The house had been cleaned with bleach, but they were able to find some diluted blood under the carpet. Messick lived with his mother. He came home during the investigation and showed no emotion upon hearing of his mother's death, just asked for a cigarette. When the investigators looked at Messick's geometro, they found Sousa's blood under the rubber lip of the cargo hatch. Messick was arrested, tried, and found guilty of first-degree murder of his mother, Hiseo Sammy Miller, and second-degree murder of his girlfriend, Annie Royale Sousa. He was found guilty on both charges and was sentenced to two life sentences without the possibility of parole. The appeal of this conviction was denied in February 2005. Annie Royale Sousa is still missing. She would be 69 years old today. She is a Caucasian female between 5 foot and 5 foot 1 and weighed around 110 pounds. She has red hair and blue eyes and her ears are pierced. If you know anything about the disappearance of Annie Royale Sousa, contact the North Las Vegas Police Department at 702-633-9111. These stories where, you know, somebody has been charged and convicted of a death where there's no body. Yeah. I think that they're difficult because then I feel like justice was served, but now it's kind of done. And so have people forgotten about this missing person? You know what I mean? It's taken care of. There's been justice. He's been charged. But so are we Are we just done looking for her? Right, like, right. Is she just still going to be missing now? It's just, I don't know. And is there any efforts on the part of, like, specifically law enforcement to to do any official searches or continue to search right. for a body when there's already been a conviction? right. I wonder. Yeah. I would imagine that there's not as much energy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think so. It's assumed that she's dead. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of... Right. Justice was served. He's been charged. Done. Nothing else to do, you know. But there's still this missing person. And, you know, this missing person was a mom and a sister and a, right. you know, aunt and a... right. It just it still leaves so many unanswered questions. I mean, it's 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 bittersweet because it's wonderful that somebody's been charged, but right. it doesn't provide any answers no. to anything. No, and and because he's been charged and he's been found guilty and two life sentences, um, he has no reason to give up anything. Right. Right. It doesn't benefit him. Mm-mm. In fact, it could make it worse. I mean, I don't know how you can get worse than two life sentences, but right. um, there's nothing to bargain for. Right, right. There's no no. He's got. He will gain nothing. Yep. And the pleading of her family isn't going to do that. And um, there is a. I think it's interesting. It didn't say this, but I think that that um, that his friend um, with the last name Johns, he. He's the one that, in this whole story, he is a good person in that he, um, I, I suspect that he's the one that, that called law enforcement and handed the phone over to Messick because, sure. um, so that he could, you know, 
say something. Say his, say his piece. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, whether it was to get him out of trouble or to resolve the issue. Um, but, uh, and he also just, in the things that were said in the reports, he talked honestly about who Messick was. Sure. Um, they were lovers. Um, they had been involved for about a year, the two of them. And, but he didn't, and while he was try, it seemed as if he was helping his friend, he didn't, he didn't in any way incriminate himself or get himself into trouble and tried to be helpful in trying to resolve the, sure. the, the, the issues that right. had caused everybody to be there. Right. Um, and, you know, there's, there's actually, so there were two people that are missing and he was charged for, but Messick was a 27-year-old. Um, the picture of him is, he, he's kind of, he's exotic looking, he's handsome, and his drug use caused him to be, uh, I mean, I think that, I, I, there are people who I think are homicidal mm -hmm. without any Right. Introduction of any mm -hmm. drugs or alcohol that they have, they have those. We, we, I think maybe we all have some of those tendencies sure. in ourselves, but they are just controlled. Mm -hmm. But his life was ruined because of methamphetamines. Yeah, and you add drugs into it. You add drugs into it. And, yeah. he, and he took two lives. Um, it, it's, I'm not making excuses for him. No. But it's sad. It is sad. It's sad that he's now going to be, he's responsible for killing his own mother. Mm hmm for no good reason, because it doesn't appear as if there was any... Like a argument or... It was, a, right, that it was no... That yeah. he was afraid that she would turn him... The only thing that was said is that he was afraid that she would report that he was doing drugs. Sure. So the paranoia of so, the drugs. Right, but that doesn't mean that there was... That it was anywhere near the truth. Right. That any of that was going to happen. It was just the paranoia of yeah. the drugs. And and that's probably very much the same stuff that... The same reason that he, um, he may have killed Annie. Mm -hmm. um, but... It's it's a shame mm -hmm. and it's a waste. Yep. And in, in this case, it really it really took three lives. Right. It took three lives, and it's. But Annie was distinct looking. She wasn't very tall. She was very petite. She had red hair, pale skin, blue eyes, and um, and she was distinct looking. I mean, I I, I think that just being a redhead. Yeah naturally a redhead that that which you know is that that pale skin and that it's a it's a it's a unique look there's not a lot of people that have that are natural redheads and and um she stood out so and maybe somebody somebody saw something somebody knows something and and because i think that it's going to be the um armchair sleuths mm -hmm. that can find her and get a return to her family. Well, and especially in a case like this, where the perpetrator is, he's not getting out anytime soon. No. Nope. Like, now's not, the time. Right. There's no, there's not going to be retribution. There's not going to be, nope. you nope. know, like, now is the time to to say something, because, there, right. you know, there's nothing to lose at this point. Right. And, um, you know, it sounded like he was, um, 
he wasn't a, a drug dealer. He was a drug user. Sure. He doesn't have. He didn't have a lot of power out on the street. Sure. So he didn't have like connections. Right. To people who right. could Take care right. of people. Or right. Something. From he they, they, he could you know it didn't sound sure. like he had a whole lot. He was just basically, he was he was basically using people, um, to get what he needed. Safety, drugs. security, drugs, food, a place to sleep. That sure. he was just that he was just bouncing around and and um. Um, just meeting his own needs. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I think that that. But I would also say that because of his his um, paranoia, he he probably didn't tell anyone, anybody anything. And the only mm-hmm. probably the only person that actually could get that information from him was was Johns. Yeah. Who. Who. Appeared to be loyal to his friendship. While never, um, while uh, helping his friend to do the right thing, right, and and which, if he had been not guilty, it could have resolved issues. But he just, um, he just then went on and and made a bigger mess and was found guilty, thankfully. Right. And I, I, it's it's interesting though to me that that he was found guilty of. Murdering his mother, which the the connections are very clear there, but also of a body of a person of Annie whose body was never found. Right. And they did find her blood um, in his his geometro. But we've had we've had cases where there's been more information, more, um, and they haven't been charged. It's yeah. just interesting how how um, some people. And I would be curious to look back at, at the stories that we've done and to say, what was their race? What was their sure. age? What was their... Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it had to do with because he he did kill his mom. Right. You know, so and then it was like, well, you were capable of doing this, and we found blood in your, you know, like it, it was kind of In a, the same a day. Yeah. In the same day. So I wonder and, if that had anything to... And is that is that fair? Is that true? Right. Maybe. Maybe right. not, but it, there are cases in which we've had information, at least in regards to Annie's case, mm-hmm. where there was more information, but but somebody wasn't arrested or Nothing. and not found guilty yeah. and, or never even charged. Right. So it's just interesting how those things work out sometimes. And I, you know, I would I'd be curious to see to look back and say, um, for those cases, what was their ethnicity? Mm-hmm. What was their age? Did they have, did they have influence? Did they have money? You know, did they have a stat, uh, um, you know, a job of status or anything like that? What is that? What What are the reasons? I mean, he did because kill his all mother. of it makes a difference. I think it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did kill. He did kill his mother. It was right. just hard to deny that. Yeah. And um, and I think I do think justice was served. Mm-hmm. But it's just curious as to why him and not other people. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I think that we. We've done cases in which I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, children where, and this has happened more than once, where the child disappeared from their home. The, the, it was, both children were about two years old, um, disappeared from, their, from the home, and the parents or, or foster parents were never charged with anything mm-hmm. um, when there was, you know, ever. They weren't charged. Right. There was no, and nothing was ever brought to trial, and 
it's just interesting what, what why things why things, some things get tried and others don't right. and I guess it, there has to be enough information for um, charges to be brought right and what's clear what's clear to me isn't necessarily always really actually factually based right. um, as much as it is emotionally based mm -hmm. so we ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. you katie it's you you're first okay so my distraction this week there's no rhyme or reason for any of these these are just random tweets that i found on pinterest that i saved to my phone that i think are hilarious so random there's, funnies yeah they're just there's no rhyme or reason to any of them okay they just make me laugh that sounds perfect okay it's the it's the highlights yes Yes. Of, of years and years of searching right. and pinning <laughs> right. uh, stuff to your Pinterest yes. page, never to look at again. Yes. Until they were brought to the surface today. Right. Oh, great. Yeah, they're just Sorry. hilarious. <laughs> but I think all of them are tweets. Okay. One of my six-year-olds started crying. I think One of my six-year-olds. I think that she's a teacher. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of my six-year-olds started crying today, and when I asked why, she said, I don't want to grow up because I can't bake, I can only make cereal, and furniture is expensive. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a lot of pressure for a six-year-old. <laughs> and furniture is expensive. It is. All the nice stuff is expensive. And I have very expensive taste, and I'm only six. <laughs> I can't live on cereal. <laughs> <laughs> my niece wants to know, if she donates her hair to Locks of Love and the recipient of her hair commits a crime and leaves her hair at a crime scene, Will her DNA be found all over the crime scene and thus incriminate her? She's 12. Well. It's a good question. I think she is going to be a forensic scientist. She is. Uh, it's a very good question. Actually, it's it's very uh, uh, astute. Yes. And maybe criminally minded. <laughs> It's a little terrifying. It's a little terrifying. I would keep your. I wouldn't. I wouldn't Don't keep your eyes keep open. Your, keep your hair. Just keep, keep your, your hair. Keep your hair. Don't be sharing your hair. I had my 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 youngest brother asked me. He was probably gosh. He's probably five or six, and he said, um, he said to me, we had just left a funeral, and he said, if you donate your organs, um. How can your soul go to heaven? Oh my gosh! So does your does your well? Does your you know will your soul not go? To, what will your soul do if if part if your organs are distributed to other people? Oh. And I thought that was so. Oh. And I went, boy, you're you're a much more thoughtful <laughs> and uh, person than I ever will be. And he was like five. That's so sweet. It's so sweet. I hate flying insects. You can fly for free. You could fly to any holiday destination of your choice, but here you are in my face. Just Coochie County, Minnesota. Right. Just you could go buzzing anywhere. My going inside my glasses and outside my right. glasses, inside and outside. Right. 
go someplace interesting. I know. Take me with you. Just so we're clear, the Grinch never really hated Christmas. He hated people, which is fair. Yes. Yes, right. it is. That's right. Oh, what? So only roosters are allowed to start the day with screaming? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not socially acceptable for me to do it, but roosters can. <laughs> As you're screaming from the top of the stairs uh, with all the windows open and just... <laughs> what? It's true. It is true. true. But but they don't allow roosters in town. I'm <laughs> no, just saying, you can do that if you live in the country. <laughs> and by yourself. <laughs> Apparently, being an adult means Googling phone numbers that call you rather than answering them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognize this one. I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> I do that. Well, can I just say, I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah. Uh, if it's a random number, I don't answer it. They can leave a message. You know, if it's a legit phone number of legit phone call they'll leave a message but you'll google the number but that you'll look up the number so if they don't leave a message i'll google the number and be like what was this yeah really mm-hmm. and i, I, have, I i'm I mean, not so, every time but i'm so old school that i have no problem not answering the phone oh sure and i don't care well that's good if you don't leave a message you don't know me well enough to you don't you don't right that, that was the answer yeah so that's right Today, I asked a kindergartner if Friday was his favorite day of the week, and his response was, I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I'm confused all the time. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Same. Same, little man. Same. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel, especially during COVID. Uh, yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I don't know. And why are you pressuring me to like a specific <laughs> right. day? Right. I'm I just get, trying to I get through this one. to an answer right now. Was he, how old was he? Uh, five-ish. Five-ish. Well, fifty-ish. <laughs> feeling the same. Right. Fi- feeling the same way. <laughs> uh, I think that should be our mantra from now on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know a lot of things. I'm <laughs> confused all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get a shirt that says I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I'm confused all the time. I'm going to get a shirt that says that because that is really the answer to all questions. It really, especially right now. It's all questions. Yes. Did you know that you were driving 55 in a 40 zone? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I think that's... Was I driving? Be, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. Can you prove it? I don't know. Uh, we'll step back from you, though. Yeah, Okay, this is not. Step this just back. changed to a different kind of yeah. call. And if you yell, if you yell that, I can, I can, I can, I can guarantee people are gonna back off. Yeah, they are. They're gonna back they off. Are. Maybe your mother, law enforcement. Your I mean, teacher. there's probably consequences that go. Oh with yeah, it. there's always consequences. Always. Uh. <laughs> I asked my grandpa, after 65 years, you still call grandma darling, beautiful, and honey. What's the secret? He said, I forgot her name five years ago, and I'm scared to ask her. (laughs) That is such a grandpa. I think that, you know, they talk about dad jokes. They really should be talking about grandpa jokes because they are good. They are good. They have, you have lived a lifetime to be able to tell grandpa jokes. I forgot her name, and I'm afraid to ask <laughs> my grandpa, my grandpa, um, he taught me how to, I went to visit him. I went to visit my grandparents 
over uh, spring break, and they uh, my grandpa taught me how to play poker. Yeah, but he was cheating. Oh no! So he could win. He was making up rules that met his hand. Oh no! And he cheated so that he could win. But I didn't know find that out for years later until I was playing with the people going, "What? <laughs> what? what, are, what how, why are you playing?" I that's that, not, that's not how you play. I thought the eights were always wild. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you? I had no idea. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he took all my pennies. Oh. <laughs> I was a college student. He took all my pennies. I think maybe we were playing with candy. So. Oh. So was, <laughs> that's that was hilarious. Right. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I told kids at school to write an essay titled, If I Were a Millionaire. Everyone was writing except a girl who leaned back with her arms folded. I asked her what the, what was the matter. Why aren't you writing? She said, I'm waiting for my secretary. <laughs> Genius. 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 This is the last one. Our waitress was giving us attitude, and my eight-year-old little brother said, First of all, I ordered crab legs, not your attitude. <gasps> Do you think that that's been used on him? Uh, oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not your can, attitude can you imagine being a waitress and getting that from an 8 year old oh. spitting your food yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. you crossed the games. wrong person yeah. it's all fun games until somebody has to, has to carry uh, your food and nobody's watching right so. right. haha <laughs> little 8 year old <laughs> that's cruel <laughs> so mine are sad Funny quotes. Okay. Sad, funny quotes. I just want to say that when I'm, I'm having trouble finding uh, weekly distractions. It's difficult. It's after this many, you know, we're at a year right now. Yeah. We're at one year. We've, we've been doing this for, mm-hmm. for 52 weeks, and we're at a year. And so I started out with funny. I typed in the word funny, and then I typed in the word sad, and then I typed in the word sad, funny, and this is what I got. Okay. So, so I was really struggling. I was really struggling. Adulthood is like looking both ways before crossing the street and then getting hit by an airplane. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It is. I don't know why I wanted to be an adult as a child. I know. I rushed. Yeah, I, I know. I did too. Big mistake. I, now I miss the naps. I know. And... Snacks. I know. Everything that was a punishment when you were a child is like a... A reward now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Go to your room. What? Yes. <laughs> you need to lay down and take a nap. Oh, right. Perfect. <laughs> Here's some snacks. <laughs> Yay. Go play with your friends. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> I admit my level of weirdness is higher than the national average, <laughs> but I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I am. I am. I, I've always been weird. Yeah, probably going to be that way. Mm -hmm. It's a good bet. Me. I'm actually happy right now. Life. (laughs) Uh, Just give me one second. One second. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. (laughs) We'll fix that. Oh, no. Um, Don't break anybody's heart. They only have one. Break their bones. They have 206. (laughs) Uh, There's more options. Yeah, I mean, really. really. <laughs> Sad, lonely, and bad at math. <laughs> my whole life. Yep, that's my motto. Yeah. 
Sad, lonely, and bad. Um, Nobody wants to hear about your new diet. Just go eat your lettuce and be sad. Yep. Yep. Someplace else. Yep. I read something along those same lines, and it said, um, unless you fell off a treadmill, I don't want to hear about your workout. (laughs) (laughs) No. And you don't need to be showing me your Fitbits and how much you did, because mine would say zero. Right. Don't. Don't care. I walked 2,000 steps in a whole day. <laughs> yeah. I walked 200 steps in a I don't care. Yeah, right. I don't care how far you rode, walked, right. ran, swam. Don't care. Right. Keep it to yourself. Good for you. We don't need to know. It's your own personal business. Yep. Don't care. <laughs> Did you know that on Mars, the Curiosity rover sings happy birthday to itself every year on August 5th? Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. That's so sad. It is so sad, I know. It just Aww. made me, I was like, I never I thought about that. Aww. Up there all by itself. Poor little guy. Happy birthday, Curiosity Roll. And does it echo? On the moon? I don't know. I don't know. Mr. Bean taught me one thing about life. <laughs> Enjoy your own company instead of expecting uh, someone else to make you happy. That's absolutely true. I think that is a model for life. Yep. Well, that's all I have this week, Kate. Those are good. Those are good.